Welcome to the Seven Figure CEO Podcast, where we talk all things marketing strategies, business systems, personal development insights, and conduct interviews with successful CEOs and entrepreneurs. Learn the exact strategies on how seven figure CEOs market and scale their companies with your host, Chris Rodriguez. All right, everybody, welcome to the Seven Figure CEO podcast. Today we have Randy Chong. He's a first degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, one of our amazing Grow Pro clients and owner of Kodokan Jiu Jitsu Club in Calgary, Canada where they specialize in BJJ, kickboxing, MMA, and fitness. Randy, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I know you and I have uh, a similar upbringing as a kind of lifelong martial artist. Why don't we start there? Talk to me about how you got introduced to martial arts and how eventually you found jujitsu. Um, I, I, I loved martial arts since I was a kid. Um, it was you know, I would give credit to like Dragon Ball Z, you know, the anime, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, um, Goku trained hard and, you know, all the other stars like Bruce Lee and stuff uh, really influenced me and it, it draw, I was drawn to it, uh, being strong, you know, always improving. And um, I started out in uh, karate when I was uh, nine years old. Uh, and then I went into uh, Chinese martial arts and then... Um, in the middle of the did, took a little break, did some break dancing for a bit. You oh, know, wow. High okay. School and, uh, high school and, uh, you know, actually developed a lot of my movements and stuff. And then when I got back into it uh, in my uh, early 20s, I did some judo first. And then uh, what I really wanted to do was Brazilian jiu-jitsu because uh, uh, in the early 90s, I saw Hoist Gracie, the guy in the pajamas, taking people down and strangling them. I was like, Wow. You know, I gotta learn this stuff, and uh, uh, lucky enough, I, I I found a Gracie Gracie Academy uh, here in the uh, in the in the city here, and uh, I trained under jo Professor Josh Russell. Uh, he he got his black belt from uh, Carlson Gracie Jr. and uh, nice. And I'm uh, I'm fortunate to uh, live the jiu-jitsu lifestyle, and uh, owning the academy was something I've always dreamed of since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, had had some ups and downs, you know, uh, just in my career and stuff and then realizing later in life and then, you know, just taking the dive. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be where I'm at right now. So talk to me a little bit about how Kodakon Jiu-Jitsu Club, uh, you know, started. When did you guys open? Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about that journey. Um, I was uh, about it was in 2014. Um it started out, I guess, there was a point in life, you know, I was like, at the time, I was a, uh, an accountant, and um, I didn't really enjoy what I was doing. And, um, you know, and I was a, I was a purple belt at that time. And I want, I'm like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna give this a shot here. Didn't work out at first for the first year, because I was working for someone. And I'm like, okay, second year, I'm gonna give it a try, and um, kind of do it part time. Uh, but then, uh oil and gas at the time in the city it was like a, it was like kind of going down so I lost a job so I was like you know what I'm going to give this shot a hundred percent you know and uh, just had my you know my daughter at the time she was like two and a, my, another baby was coming so I was like okay it's now or never 
So uh, I went hard and uh, that that's how it all started. It started out in like this little like room and uh, now we're in, uh, you know, 2,200 square feet or 2,300 square feet. And then hoping, you know, I think it's looking bright lately, you know, and uh, yeah, we want to get to an optimum, optimum size, uh, kind of like the place you show me around your place when I was down there in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I, I'm just curious, do you do your own books as a former accountant or do you outsource that? Uh, I out like outsourcing is the best way to go. Cause like now, Hey, you, you guys, you know, now that, you know, I'm um, working with you, like you guys, you know, men, when it's such a difference when you have a professional taking care of a certain function of the Academy. Right. And, uh, sure. You know, you. I think it's a, at first it was hard to let go. You know, uh, it's a. Uh, you, you. I feel like oh, no one can do it like how I do. I, I want to see things the way I want to see it, but uh, no, like it, you just have to have the right person, the right team behind the the specific task and uh, accounting, marketing, um, goes hand in hand. And like I, I'm glad, grateful to have you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No more staring at spreadsheets all day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, very not, cool. Sometimes, but not all day, I guess. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you and I were were just talking. You've got a really big trip coming up. You're going to Japan for like almost a month with your entire family. And, you know, you just hit on the importance of of having professionals and having a team. So, you know, talk to me about your team at at Kodakon. And, you know, when you when you first started, I'm sure it was just you. What does your team look like now? And, you know, that's, that's pretty impressive that you feel confident enough to be able to go away for a month on the other side of the world while they're, you know, they're handling business for you. Yeah. So, um, uh, so the team with, with when everyone's here, uh, it's, uh, me, my wife, uh, Juliana, she helps me. She like our first goal was like getting her on board, right? And when we came down to you guys back in 2019, I think, and she's on board now, and uh, she helps me with the front desk. And she's our my my currently my appointment setter, right? Okay. And, uh, and um, she and she helps out with a lot with the kids, and I still do some like stuff at the front because it's just like I meet people at the gym uh and then I edutain them and I uh, kind of give them on the rundown on the program and lifestyle and um pretty much close them and um that's what I do and uh you know social media and stuff and uh um general managing the gym I like talking to the accountant you know um looking for a new spot, you know, like eventually going down the road pretty, you know, cause our lease is almost up stuff like that, you know? Okay. And, um, uh, and then my, my, uh, and then my jujitsu team, uh, got like five black belts. Oh, wow. Uh, because we all pretty much came up together and, uh, you know, um, we just have a love for the, for the, for the art. Um, my brother Walton, uh, and, uh, He's been a big part of it. He's like, you know, one of the most technical jujitsu guys, you know, in the country. And I'm super proud of him. And he, he loves sharing it, you know, and uh, and, and the other guys, uh, BJ, Julius, Colby, you know, they've been black belt. They're, you know, they've been training for over 10 years with me. And um, we just love sharing, you know. And obviously, like, the accounts running the stuff and you guys are helping out with the marketing 
And because I'm away, now we're on the concierge. Is that how you say it? Yeah, the concierge oh, program. Concierge yeah, program. to get that rolling out for yeah, you. Get that That's rolling. awesome. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm curious if it's like, you know, like the difference is probably because, oh, okay, we'll get another professional on there and see. Yeah. Like, we, we're doing the what, as much, uh, uh, what we can. And then the December was pretty wild for us because it was like, like that report you showed me it was like 130 no wonder the phone was going crazy we had to yeah. like kevin can you like turn off the phone like <laughs> you know, i need you to shut the off the ads there's yeah. too many inquiries yeah. that's a good problem so, to wow have, right? that was, that's that's something amazing i've never really experienced like you know like back then doing it myself i saw certain like you know kind of like i would like each task i always feel like okay if i were to look at it jujitsu terms I'm like a kind of a blue belt in marketing, that type of, but you guys are black belts, you get black belt results, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Our, our goal will be to retire your wife from appointment setting with the concierge okay. service. So that, that'll be our goal. Yeah. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta ask about COVID, you know, it seems like we're, we're pretty much past it, but you guys in Canada, I think got, you know, hit a lot harder than especially like a state, you know, in, in Florida. I mean, even just last year, the beginning, the first quarter of 2022, uh, many of the, the areas in Canada were were still shut down. So talk to me a little bit about how you guys were affected with COVID. And, you know, if you kind of had to sum up your game plan, what was it? Uh, so it's like we had to, well, at first we were kind of lost. And then, um, there, you, you, you know, we were trying to look for ideas of what to do. And uh, actually we you had like a the, the community martial arts community page uh and uh you were giving everyone ideas and uh with with um uh, with also with maya's ideas all together you guys uh you know um how i felt like implementing the the concepts and, and the the strategies uh within that forum and people sharing their experiences it helped uh you know, us survive, you know, and, and not, and even grow a little bit too, uh, at that, like, man, no one can, it was crazy. No one can touch each other. You know, everyone like, a little, especially the first three months, everyone's just kind of scared, you know, and then, you know, and it got, it got easier and easier. We were kind of like expecting things to happen, like in the past, like, I think over 20, like 16, 20 months, we were shut down for eight months. Right. So we had to do some online training and, uh, you know, for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, like I feel like the traditional martial arts had like the up on, on, uh, this online training thing. Sure. Know? Like being able to do forms, being able to do combinations, being able yeah. to do weapons, hitting, yeah. you know, at, if they had bags at home, yeah. uh, you know, our students made grappling dummies out of pillows and hoodies. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're yeah. Very, very limited in, in yeah. what you can do. And, and even with how jujitsu is, there's certain positions that it's just very difficult. Anything on bottom to, you know, utilize a pillow grappling dummy. Yeah. And um, no, and then it just it's just kind of like made it a, a lesson for us is like, you know, um, that online presence is like ever so important, you know, because if you're not posting something or just you're just not, and it's, and it's, it's some, still something I'm trying to improve too, you know, and like it's ongoing and I know I don't do a, enough of it. And I think with like, 
I think there's like the paid ads is very is important, but like what's even more important is myself giving you guys the content, right? That more that organic stuff, more and you know creating that that presence, you know. And yeah, you know what was was kind of wild. I was speaking to your ad account manager earlier today, Kevin, and he told me that he had requested for you to send a talking head video, right? We noticed that videos really perform well on the platforms. And uh, he sent out to his 40 clients an email requesting this talking head video. You know, we give you the script. We just want you to film it with your phone. You were one of two people that actually sent the talking head video. And that's, <laughs> you know, it's like one, thank you so much. But that talking head video brought in 75 leads. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. it's it is, you know, our our tagline at GrowPro is that we're partners in marketing, right? It's a partnership. We want to represent your brand appropriate online. We don't want to use stock photos, right? We want to use pictures in your academy of your students. We want to use videos where, you know, the owner is is on there and you did that and, you know, look at the return. So I think you make a really great point that, yeah, you know, you can um, the, the paid aspect of it is, is really important, but also that brand recognition and that talking head video bringing in 75 leads with something that, you know, probably didn't take you too long to put together. Yeah. That, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it's still going. It's still going. And I try to engage and people are engaging in it. So we engage back. And I think that's, what's kind of keeping it like the, it's like, wow. Yeah. Keeping the traction. Yeah. Keeping that's the traction. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, obviously as, as BJJ schools, we encountered COVID a little bit, you know, differently. I know even when we opened, we were fortunate. We were only shut down for three months here in Florida. We were one of the states that wasn't as, you know, as much affected as other states or other countries. But even when we opened up, people didn't really feel comfortable touching each other. So we were using grappling dummies. So, you know, I definitely think we had a different experience in, in regards to COVID with our students do you feel, you know, especially coming from a traditional martial arts background where, you know, you were training in karate and other Chinese arts, do you feel that there are any other certain obstacles that, you know, we have to overcome in the BJJ world that maybe traditional martial arts schools don't have? Or, you know, do you think it's kind of like an even playing field? Uh, in regards, so like for, for COVID? No, outside of COVID, outside of COVID. Oh, okay. Okay. So like, um, I guess like for jujitsu, um, it's the, it's a combat sport. And I, I do encounter people that don't feel comfortable getting too close to one another, you know? Uh, and, um, uh, I, I guess like something like a culture that's like changed a little bit over time is like, uh, I think the traditional schools or even like, like old, even old jujitsu schools, there's like, okay, you train at that gym, we can't be friends now. Yes. <laughs> you know, like back, back then. And I think like now it's a lot easier. We're not like people are a lot more easygoing. Uh, so I'm not sure how like the like how I I'm not sure if it's like that's still the same for traditional martial. Are they still like that? But I feel like okay, we've overcome that like us versus them type of thing like we're actually it's like, i feel like we're that's something we've overcame it's like okay we're not all enemies we need jujitsu to grow right to make so the more people that do jujitsu 
the better. And if you're you're the biggest person in town, there's no competition, and that you we won't have anybody to grapple with you guys, right? Mm-hmm. So like we have to like think like okay, we are competing against each other, but it's like we need each other for the whole thing to grow. So sure. I, I see I see it more in a like abundant type of you versus like a scarcity thing. Yeah. Uh, as long as like I guess like if you don't open up right beside me, then we're cool, <laughs> I guess, you know. But uh, you know, it's got to make sense, you know. But if like a ten, if it's like a ten mile race, just like how the how you guys set up the ad, you know, it's like man, mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, there's enough to get to for everyone, you know. So. Sure. So talk to me a little bit about the you know the programs that you offer and and you know what are what's kind of like your ideal customer, your target market? Are you uh, you know focusing mainly on the adults? Are you focusing mainly on the kids? Is it a mixture of both? What does that look like? Uh, it's a mixture of both. And I guess our demographic, uh, last year was like in the mid, I started the gym almost like uh, it was about 2014. So, uh, it's been a while now. And I was like, I was like in my mid thirties and my physical prime, I was competing a lot. And a lot of people that joined my, the, the gym at that time also liked competing. Uh, but then, you know, like now, like over eight years, you know, priorities changed we're not competing as much and we're, we want to share so like I focused on getting more younger people in the gym because that's like the next generation and uh, the success with the the kids program you know like uh and how it's like flourishing um we're like okay kids is definitely something that we we need to like put lots put lots of care in you know, and, and focus on because that's the next generation. And, uh, you know, um, and we, we do adults too. I'm not like, uh, um, but uh, just a mixture of both, I guess, competitive, recreational, you know, but we are into people, we just like to coach people that compete, right? So that's just our thing, jujitsu, you know, it's a jujitsu. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we uh, obviously we've been, you know, running your your ads uh, for for a little bit. We had a, a, an, an insane December, which for many schools, December's like, you know, quote unquote, the slow month. So that's awesome. One of the questions we often get, and, and you see this as well in like the Facebook groups for the martial arts industry, everybody wants to know what offer should I use? So what offer have you guys, you know, typically pushed in your online advertising that has worked well for you? Um, so back then I was, uh, I always just did free weeks and they were okay, but they tend to not stick. You know, they like, they might show up, like they, they might like for adult, we were having problems with adults and like, they just like the kids would come, but they are like, not very like solid leads, you know, they're more like Mm -hmm. higher kickers or something. And then uh, once uh, you guys in- helped me introduce these paid ads, which are also great because you actually get something out of it too, which is always nice. It's like, oh, okay, they're actually like buying stuff. You sure. know, they're not just like showing up for the free thing and leaving. You know, yeah, they've got they've got it, some skin in the game. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then uh, I think the and then I noticed that the quality of, of leads, but then the the the, the amounts might differ depending on the offer. The, uh, the the first paid one we did was twenty nine dollars for two weeks and that worked really well for us and that's what, and then um, 
And then we went, and at one point we went a little too high, but then we, then you guys saw that, oh, it's not getting any traction. You guys pulled it back and then said, hey, let's try this $99 for one month. And that was doing really good too. And then it's just nice to just pocket some money for people just coming in. And it's like, they know what they're getting. It's like, hey, you, I, I go like, where'd you see us? Oh, okay, you're a Facebook person. So you know about the $99 deal. You're here for that. And they're either say, yes, I'm here for that. And then you sign and you pretty much have them and um, have them try out for the month. And then I make, I make a little offer. I also make an offer in the middle. Hey, how's your two weeks going? Hey, if you, if you like it and you want to join now, I'll give you that $99 back to put into our regular program. Sure, and give them an incentive to sign yeah, up early. Yeah. And then, yeah, they either do it or they don't. And, uh, yeah, and if I'm doing my, our job and and and, and they, it's a good fit for them, like distance or whatever, then they, they sign on, yeah. Awesome. So, you know, uh, interesting kind of background that you had first being an accountant, now you're an entrepreneur. Um, if you were to, to start all over again, what's maybe one thing that you wish you would have done a little differently? Put marketing in the budget. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's like an invent, like, I can't think of it as an, don't make, don't think things as like expenses, thinking uh, things as investments. Cause mm -hmm. it's like put money in the right place or put the right people in the right, right position. Um, things move way faster, you know? Sure. And uh, yeah, time is the essence, you know, time is money. And like, you know, I, ra I rather grow fast than slow right now, you know? And um uh, I just, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just, just I love it. I agree. You got to reinvest your profits back into marketing. If you're looking to grow, I think it's one of the big mistakes that entrepreneurs, you know, make is, uh, they, you know, they don't reinvest it to continue to grow. So it's great that, you know, you learn that lesson, uh, with, you know, uh, being open since you know 2014 what what do you kind of see as the next level for for Kodakon? you know wh where do you want to go next with it uh we want i, I want to we want to i want to move you know my my you know we want we want to move to a bigger spot so we can have we can run two classes at the same time um i still have a passion for competing but through coaching right and i do want to be you know have high level competitors in the, in the club. Uh, um, you know, uh, my passion, I teach jiu-jitsu, but my passion is mixed martial arts. So I would like to see some pros make it to one of the big shows and, uh, win a championship. That's going to be, that's my dream, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, outside professional sports, you know, uh, the gym uh, for the people in the gym, you know, it's a place for them to learn the way to to grow and uh, to be the best they can be through martial arts. So they, you guys don't, they don't have to compete to, but if they're like happy, it's the biggest thing is like, if it's making them happy, uh, it's making them um, healthy and strong and resilient. You know, that's what I want for my community. I love it. Any additional nuggets of wisdom or insight that you'd like to share before we wrap up here? Um, I guess like a lot of people at the beginning say martial arts don't make no money. You know, 
don't focus on that. You should just do accounting, you know, and I was more of a pleaser, I guess, back then. Sure. You know, and if I just listened to that voice a little earlier, you know, um, and just ignore it, ignore them because like, man, I'll be honest with you, before I came down to Orlando, met uh, you and Matt, you know, um, you guys were the first people like, yeah, you can make a life with this, you know, and it made it when it inspired me when I came back and then boom, put the Facebook ads, uh, implement the Facebook ads. And I came back, implement the systems you guys showed me. And it's like, actually what we were able to make a life with it. You know, we are able to support a family. It's not, you know, you don't have, you guys showed us, you don't have to just scrape by. You don't have sure. you know, being a humble martial artist meet with a meet you know that's just something people say because it's like it might be their reality it might be like mm -hmm. oh they tried it or they kind of try it part-time but not really try it full-time and they get part-time results you know part-time you know part-time effort part-time results you know yeah and they haven't really experienced like full-time results like with you know with like professionals working with you you know yeah, that's a that's a great point. And I'm glad that that trip was a, a pivotal moment uh, in your you know journey of of owning, you know, your your jujitsu academy. Randy, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with our listeners. I hope you have an amazing trip to Japan and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah.